0: Sherry! Sherry!
1: We're doing it. We're working through it. This is Sherry Shaw, and I have an incredible guest today, Broadway star, television star, Leslie Kritzer, who you can see because we have never, ever done this live, and now we're doing it live on Zoom and hopefully having a video recording as well so you guys can tune into the podcast because I am still here to inspire you and every guest here is to inspire you, but today we're gonna get real talk about the Broadway life and, and how everything is going on in New York City and how actors feel and we're gonna get it firsthand from my amazing guest, Leslie Kritzer. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate this beyond words.
2: I love you. You know, I think you're the best. So, so positive. Aww. You're what people need to be listening to right now. And the energy that you're putting out, even through this chaotic, crazy time, is just, it's it's breath of fresh air. I love it. I'm honored.
1: I, I really appreciate it. And not to say that I am a super positive pe- person, but not to say that I certainly don't feel that fear and and all the real deep feelings as well. I just have that ability to, See, have hope and faith, and to know that we're strong and we will get through it, as hard as it might be and seem. Anyway, so let's talk about you. Let's—I I, want to share with the world a little bit about the positive stuff about your career and and being in starring in Beetlejuice and if everyone has not seen Beetlejuice when the world returns, and hopefully Beetlejuice will return, that you go see it because it's unbelievably incredible. Aside from all the other shows that I do wanna talk about, I wanna talk about your career a little bit. Sure, sure, um, so sure. tell us about your story, tell us.
2: Um, from the beginning, um, well, I mean, you know what? We'll start, why don't we start around college, right? Should we start, like, let's there? You want to go before? See,
1: well, I just want to hear, like, how you got involved in Broadway first or television yes. first. What was your thing? You're studying and what, what your process is. A little bit about that. And then I do want to talk about how COVID has affected the Broadway world because it's, it's gone down. And it's... um a uh, problem
2: for an entire industry. Yeah. I, I basically... I went to college for theater, like a lot of actors here and in LA. Um, and then after that, my musical theater was my passion. Uh, it, it's one of my passions. And I started working um, all over the country right away. And then kind of when I was, wait, uh, let's see how long, about four or five years out of college, I booked my first Broadway show, it was Hairspray. I was a replacement. And then I've done about- Were you in there
1: with Laura Bell Bundy? Were you guys in that together? Is that where you met?
2: She left before I came in. But mm-hmm. I, I wound up doing Legally Blonde with her years later. Um,
0: okay, not yes. too
2: long later, but yeah. And, and, you know, her and I have been in touch during this whole thing. And
0: mm-hmm. uh, we also
2: had another show not too long ago called The Honeymooners together. We did that. But basically, yeah, I, I've done, a, a, ton, a what, six, eight Broadway shows now? Um, and I've been in New York over 20 years. And, and let me um, just ask you a
1: question. So why because you're an incredible singer and a performer, was that in your heart always just to just do Broadway? Because making the jump and even getting into Broadway shows is huge, guys. It's a huge, huge hard feat to even jump over. And so why do you think you got to cross over years ago? What do you think it was about the way you auditioned, what you did to make you more spectacular, even though you are a spectacular actress? And that might be the answer right there, but what was it, do you think?
2: You mean just to be competitive in the musical yes. world? Yes. Well, it's like anything, and I believe that now, and it applies to, I really do, I think it applies to everything. You have to know your market, and you have to know uh, the players, and you have to know how to, um, you it's not just about talent, it's about really understanding mm-hmm. and having technique. Whether it be audition technique, whether it be studying and knowing the different styles, like between, uh, you know, it's like in the television world how we talk about this all the time, between, you know, a half hour multi versus a single cam, versus a, you know, better call Saul, versus those are all different styles. They're in are same, Worlds
1: versus procedurals versus soap operas versus right. every genre is different
2: musical theater and theater are the same way there's all different but musical theater specifically there's all different kinds of music all different kinds of styles all different kinds of directors so it's very much you no know, being competitive is knowing as much as possible and networking really figuring out who you need to know um being proactive about getting jobs. I mean, all of those things, I'm, I'm a very driven person. So all of those things are, I was always on top of and I always worked very hard at, um, and then well,
1: you, the But let me just interrupt, how did you get on top of it by researching the people involved in the projects, by, by studying more than anybody, but dance, singing, everything, what was it?
2: But yeah, I, well, I went to a four-year conservatory program where they mm. drum it into your head, you have to be better than everyone because it's so competitive. So we were trained in voice and dance and acting and you were immersed in it, in the most of the technique of it, everything about it, um, acting and theater, so. Let me just
1: say something. Yes, you were and so were so many others, but you made the jump. So it's, it's not a guarantee, but you happened to make that jump.
2: And some people jump out of college, they get out of college and book this one girl I know. She's very talented. Uh, She just booked one of the leads right out of um, the University of Michigan, which has a great theater program in Frozen on Broadway. Well, it's, you know, it just happened for her. Literally, I I think she just graduated. If not, maybe Havis didn't even graduated yet. But now look at the world. Look what's happening. So, that's just an example of someone who just hit it out of the park. Connections, people knowing who you are. Also going to with school, that's one of the top 10. You know, it's, mm. and then, then also having an agent who's connected, you and I have talked about this, or a manager, um, and what your type is, the timing, the trends, it's everything.
1: But the belief in yourself, the and, belief and in a, yourself is key. You know,
2: yes, and a, and a really hardcore love. For what you do there's so many of us there's so many people out here as you get older the pool gets smaller the roles also depending on what the roles are but the pool gets smaller and if you're lucky enough to be around long enough um people start thinking of you and keeping you in mind for projects or you know you're a top of the list now for things um, but that's years, that's years of, at least from my experience, work. Some other people, they also go, you know what, this is not for me anymore. Like, <laughs> a lot mm-hmm. of my friends, like, they've done the Broadway show, they're like, great, I've done it, this is too hard, or I want to do something else, or. And you know what, me let job me job. just interrupt, for one.
0: yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, let me just, uh, to tell people about the Broadway life, it is hard, it is a <laughs> lot of work. So yep. you have to be emotionally and physically really prepared for it. So um, I know I'm jumping around, but I just feel I like love jumping around with you it, you know
2: me, i Sherry, I love jump around. Yeah.
1: yeah, jump around, that's my thing, easy. But I love it, I'm totally focused, but it makes me think of different things. But a schedule, like people, you know, some actors really do want to just be on Broadway and that's wonderful and it is true artistry to the hilt. But it is actually harder than doing television because Tell us why. I know some of the answers, but tell us why.
2: Well, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong. You know, when you're shooting a television show, it's a finite time, and then it's in the can. It's done. You do whatever—ten episodes or fifteen, whatever. What, depending on the show, and you're done. Then you're done. You got uh, sometimes a summer off or months off, whatever it is. With a Broadway show, it's eight shows a week. Uh, Eight. But you're not.
1: You're not. You're not exerting energy as an actor in television with dancing and singing and moment-to-moment work that varies every single night.
2: And live every night and six days a week. So you get one day off. Now, people can say, oh, but you get the whole day free except when you have matinees. (laughs) But your whole world revolves around the show. Is my voice okay for tonight? Or is is my voice okay for tomorrow matinee? Am I feeling okay? Does my body feel okay? You have to go to PT, you have to go to the gym, you have to, depending on what your part is. And then on top of it, and you know this because you we've worked together, mm-hmm. you're auditioning for other things, whether it be you're always looking for the next job, whether it be voiceovers well, or commercials or TV and film, like <laughs> it never it's crazy.
1: And, I, and just to tell you guys this, I, I was coaching Leslie from her dressing room. Yes. Leslie is one of the super, super dedicated. And honestly, all my people that are super, super uber successful in series, they work so hard no matter what, no matter what time to get it in, to make themselves feel structured and connected to that material as you do. And You know, you'll do it before you go on and then do your quick preparation. But do you feel like now, because you've been in the show so long, and let's talk about your character for a little bit, um, that you just just put on that costume and you're ready to
2: go? Done. No, don't even have to think twice about it.
1: Don't even think twice.
2: Don't even think twice about it. I like live in the moment. It's great. I mean, I had so much rehearsal, so much time with these two people. It'll be interesting, knock on wood, if we get to go back to the show after months and months. And what they're predicting now is possibly late summer. Um, yeah,
1: so let's talk about that for a second. First, I want to talk about your character. Yeah. Her name is, just tell us about the
0: character.
2: I, yes, I, I play two. I play Delia, who is the kooky, to people that know the movie, is the Catherine O'Hara part, but it's very different in the musical than it is in the movie.
1: But incredibly funny, like blow my mind funny. Yes.
2: He, funny, funny. And then I play Miss Argentina, who is a fiery Latina. you know, um, what is it? Fiery Latina. I want to say spitball. It's not spitball. It's a spitfire. Spitball. Spitfire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the netherworld. And I do a big Latin number. Um, so it's play- incredible.
1: Can I ask you a question about that? When I saw the show, are you in spray painted makeup? What are they doing in that quick change? It's,
2: it's powder makeup and a green bodysuit. So if anyone who's listening or watching wants to see the transformation, if you Google Leslie Kritzer, uh, Miss Argentina, Transformation on Playbill, we did a time lapse video of the costume change in and yeah. out from Delia into Miss Argentina back into Delia. And it is, it's paint, and I take it off with ponds. That's the one, one of the few things that wow. I'm enjoying about Corona is that I don't have to wear the green makeup all the time. Well, wait, how long was that
0: to- <laughs> How long? How many <laughs> minutes was that between
2: three minutes I, to get into it? Say it
1: again, you cut out.
2: Oh, sorry. Um, three minutes? Three minutes to get in, and then five to eight minutes to get out to change back into Delia. That
1: Every- is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. That is, and how many people are doing it with you? Are you just doing this by yourself? Are you scrubbing the makeup off?
2: No, there's a whole team. There's, I have the makeup artist, gets me in, gets me out. Uh, wigs, there's a, our wig, one of our wig people. And uh, my dresser to help me get dressed and put the jewelry back on and yeah.
1: Do you was there ever a moment that you felt like you were gonna miss your cue? Sure. Oh wow.
2: There was times where the costume broke. The green bodysuit broke in the back. It's a zipper, <laughs> and it, it split. They had to sew me into it. And there oh. was one time we had to spray. Uh, we had to paint parts of like the opening in the back. Because the zipper—it's so quick. You know, zippers are not meant to do eight shows a week. They're meant to be yeah. work and be replaced. So there was a hole, and so my white skin's under there. So be like painted the skin, and and no one knew. No one knew.
1: <laughs> so, no one knew. But wait, I am curious about the anxiety. Did it cause you any anxiety that it, it broke, and then you had to go on, and then you had to be in thought of the character, or were no, you just were going with the flow? you're, no, you're just a only, pro.
2: The only thing that gives me anxiety. The only thing that gives me anxiety, and I've dealt with all of it, is when vocally I can't do what I need to do if I'm sick. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing, is you really don't have control. Like, if you mm-hmm. have, a, you know, bron- like, think about it. When you have bronchitis, or you have a cold, and you're constantly clearing your throat, or coughing mm-hmm. up mucus or whatever, not to be gross, singing through that is almost sometimes impossible. So you have to be ready for anything, and or if you have an injury. And right before... Um, all This happened, I was dealing with an ankle injury, so I was having to wrap it every night and ice it. So, but even that, it didn't phase me. I like uh, it's only yeah. when I can't physically sing because I'm sick, but knock on wood, I've been good and I'm healthy. And so,
1: oh, yes, so yeah, and your work is so incredible. So, let's just talk about a little bit about. New York theater and what the word is for people who don't know and coming back to Broadway and what happens with all the cast do they get paid or is everyone just like that's it and how do the theaters uh, stay in tell us
2: well there's a lot of information that we haven't gotten yet about like how mm-hmm. the actual theaters are dealing with the producing end of it um mm-hmm. I have no idea the Broadway League is dealing with all of that and we were not we're not kind of yeah. to that information. We hear yeah. dribs and drabs. Right. Like the other day I heard that, you know, they're gonna reopen Broadway in July. They're they're saying July. Um, I've heard maybe our show will come back, start rehearsal again in August, transfer to another theater because um, there's another show going into our theater that was always happening, Music Man with Hugh Jackman, um, that oh. will possibly transfer, but again, up in the air, August, September, maybe opening around Halloween time. Yeah. Uh, but I know specifically, as far as the actors and all the Broadway shows, the crew, all that. Yes. At least for us, I know that we get, I, I believe it's two and a half weeks of scale salary. Mm-hmm. I got my vacation payout. But then after that, it's unemployment. So we're not, there's other shows that are giving more, because they're better established. Hamilton, I think, is taking care of their cast for a longer period of time, yes. but they're a bona fide hit that has been around in one of right. the phenomenons in the past 10 years. That's a different right. story, um, but I know but that- how are
1: the theaters? How are the theaters gonna stay? Cause I know like um, in here in, you know, the, we have a theater in the NoHo Arts District and it's not, it's an equity waiver. There's no such thing as equity waiver anymore, but it's a small black box theater, but guess what? every single one, if they don't get subsidized right now, it's gone, it's history. Because the people that own the buildings want their, want their rent for those buildings. So that's
0: over. So
2: I, think I guess- Similar Off-Broadway and Off-Off-Broadway will probably feel that. And I also feel like, I think a lot of shows will not come back. And I think- That's, that's really so fun.
0: sad. And, and yeah. to be
2: honest, we're hearing good things about our show, but the bottom line is, and even just like if you zoom out, <laughs> like yeah. television film right you and i are talking like are there shows that are going to be picked up pilots right. are going to shoot no one knows i mean with the broader no world we'll see I, but i also think it's like i think about this all the time who is going to want to sit in a theater next to people or in a concert or in a sporting event like our whole psyche is messed up. Like for a, a while up.
1: it definitely is
2: but as we know from previous events in history of everyone needs entertainment. Everyone needs, um, to, to, I mean, people are going to want to get out of their houses at some point and do stuff. So I think there will be a need, which gives me hope. Oh,
1: definitely. Definitely. People want it now because people it's only been a couple we're into the third week and people, or maybe New York is into their fourth week and there is
2: fourth week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're a week behind, but the, the need for artistry and, um, and all that connection is incredibly important. And people are going to want it so much more when they come back. So let me just switch a little bit. And when you guys do come back, if you guys go see Leslie Chris or in this, if you're still in it and you haven't gotten your series yet, because Leslie um, is a brilliant actress. So now let me ask you this. So you've been in the Broadway world for so many years. You're ready to make that transition. Or have you made that transition in the past and got pulled back because Broadway is your love, and that's your financial security. What's your story on that?
2: Well, I started doing some more, more, you know, television here in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a show called Vinyl with Ray Romano. I played his wife. That was a big deal for me. And then the show got canceled.
0: Mm. So, that's a good show.
2: I, I've done like younger, and I've done um, what other, what, what was the show? julie cosner show and i'm forgetting the name of it right now because i have corona brain um (laughs) but a bunch of different guest star spots and then um because there's you know there's a certain amount of television here that i'm right for and there's a lot that i'm not i don't think i mean my my pocket comedy stuff that i love but most of it is out by you but but Mm -hmm. there is a bunch that shoot here um and then as you know i was literally a like negotiating for my test for a network, you know, pilot.
1: I do know. And it's just timing. is everything you don't know. It could come back. So you don't know. So, you no, know, the- I'm,
2: I'm keeping the faith. Like we just don't, we have no idea. But the fact that I got there yeah. is a big deal. And then. and, and It so- is a
1: big deal. Let me just interrupt, interject. It is a big deal and it is because you're dedicated to the craft and it is because you work your ass off doing it, rehearsing it, living it, breathing it, and um, the, the transition from Broadway and breaking down scripts to television is the same core feeling because you're developing the life of the character, but the, uh, the storytelling has to be pulled in. And did you find that it was a hard transition for you to make that adjustment for the camera, or do you, are you just balls out doing your own thing that you usually do? Uh, what's your What's your little adjustment?
2: It's interesting. I'm still learning what the adjustment is per the project, right? Yeah. Again, it's it's like there's some things that are super broad, some things that are super subtle. The more I watch television, the more and the more I watch myself and my tapes, mm. to be able to really learn. and as an ever evolving student, which I always feel like I am
0: so Um, you're so amazing you
2: know I I learned from people like yesterday I was watching um Ozark I'm obsessed with that series
1: totally obsessed
2: uh, and Better Call Saul and Homeland I mean I love dramas and I love you know I love those particular shows I love a lot of shows but just the subtlety the storytelling the honesty if I were up for a part on that I would kind of know in the pocket of what the vibe is whereas this pilot that I was auditioning for it's not like I was going to test for is not like it's the honesty is not there. It's a different kind of pace. It's a right. different kind of focus. And I'm of learning more now yeah. as, as I, um, even, you know, eyes or nodding, like I nod a lot and you know, things
1: so you're so, let me just, so giving advice to actors. So you're suggesting by doing yourself tapes and watching yourself on the tape, you can see the little things that you do that work for you and the things that you don't and bringing back Ozark, that work is really, really internal. And, I think that the transition for you that isn't been as hard is because you're not a schmacky fake actor on Broadway. You go the depth of the character so your internal life is full so you just don't have to resonate it you know, vocally as strong. But it's the same you know, adjustment. The internal life of that character has to be full to get that camera to pull into your world. The Laura Linney, you know, all her internal work that goes on, you're mesmerized by her because it's deep
2: and subtle you know she'll turn her head she'll look down she'll look up that is the tech that is really knowing storytelling in a visual medium Mm -hmm. and the same token you know here's the thing too and i'm sure people listening will understand this especially actors during pilot season you get this material so quickly Mm -hmm. that you have to turn around that um emotion within the audition you have to give them a sense that you know how to tell the story that's on the page give them the information they need and to in a short amount of time where you know sometimes you have 48 hours sometimes you have less to to learn it and that's the skill that you know when you're churning them out and turning them out during pilot season that you start to realize how to do it you and Mm -hmm. i have worked on it yes Um, you don't have the luxury of a ton of time a lot a lot you just don't.
1: You do not. Okay, so let me uh, segue to this. What is some advice, some positive advice that you give to people that are listening today that love your work that that want to emulate your Broadway life or want to emulate, you know, your work or just advice about that actors can do right now besides taking my all my online classes?
2: <laughs> They're fabulous. <laughs> I really know your stuff and I respect you so much. Otherwise I'm going to be doing, you know, a lot of people say they can teach. A lot of people think that they know what they're talking about and they don't. And I'm so blessed that I've been able to meet you. And,
1: well, thank you very much. That's very, um, very sweet.
2: So I guess if the, the first part is like, if you want to be in the musical theater world specifically, if you, um, you got to live here. I always say that. You, if you want to do musical theater, this is the place to be. You can't, yeah. You can audition from LA and tapes. Everything happens here. It is an in-person situation. Very mm-hmm. beautiful book, uh, tape. It's, a, it's very much an in-room thing. And if that is, if you're like, I don't know, that's really my passion, first of all, be here. I always say that. A, as far as being immersed in it, know as much as you can. Watch as much as you can. The same thing I'm doing with television and film and really always evolving mm-hmm. and learning take class, you know, what is your strong point, right? Like really figuring out like right now, even with me, I'm going, okay, what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Like what can I work on during, especially during this time where I have so much time? Mm -hmm. Do you need to be stronger uh, vocally? Then take voice lessons. If you're a good dancer, don't, you don't have to invest as much. I always say, we don't have all the money in the world. Mm -hmm. Invest on what you need to work on most and make sure you know what you do and who you are within Mm -hmm. the musical theater world.
1: Well, know who you are within any world, really, because in television, too, you gotta know who you are. You have to know yourself inside and out to be able to pull pieces from yourself.
2: And there's so much available online that I didn't have when I was first starting. I mean, you didn't have the access to videos and people like watching people and the, the online interviews with like actors and stuff, people giving advice, you have access to it. You even have access to actors now on Instagram. I have people who I'll do mm-hmm. lives once and uh, once in a while and people will ask me questions. How did you get into this? Yeah. Whatever. You know, I'll, I'll respond. I can't respond to everybody, but i try to respond when I can. I say use all of the resources in front of you and, um, go really be serious about it in a mm-hmm. way that leans in with joy, right? Like I can, even when I'm doing this, I'm spending the time trying to watch a lot of television. I'm learning about showrunners. I'm learning about, there's a, uh, an actress that I also follow who has a lot of information about really understanding who the players are, mm-hmm. um, directors, showrunners, TV shows. Like mm-hmm. for me, that's the work that I'm doing to transition. For someone mm-hmm. that really wants to transition into the musical theater world, it's the same thing. What mm-hmm. shows, like what are the past big shows of the past fifteen years, who are the big directors, who are the casting directors, who mm-hmm. who do you see yourself kind of in their sort of career on Broadway. I
0: mean yes.
2: All yeah. of that, that's the work of it. And,
1: and and yeah. And let me just say one other thing that actors can do. And I'm sure you I'm sure you're gonna agree with this though, that you can turn on any show and you have the ability now to press pause and you can physically write out the line that that character just said. And adapt it and say it. So you can train yourself without even being in class by putting every single show on pause and writing it all down. I have my neighbor who's a, a showrunner on um, Shameless. When she started writing, she started watching, she never took a writing class and she was a stand-up and she was an actress and she watched every episode of Friends, the A story, the B story, the C story. And she trained herself. Yeah. And that's what all actors can do, whether they're in class or not in class, or just you know at home. You can train yourself right now. So I'm just.
2: And what do you say that, Sherry, when you write down the
1: line? Well, so you're watching a show and you hear, you know, Laura Linney, if we're talking about Ozark, say something. Just put it on pause and write down her line, and then for you, say that line and feel the heartfulness of that line. It makes you just connect to the work.
2: I have, that's so great. I'm going to do that now. I have time. I can pause as much as I want.
1: <laughs> I think it's just so helpful because you hear people speak. Not that you're going to imitate them because you don't want to imitate them. You want to just see that particular situation that that character's in, write down that line and how you would have thoughts and feelings connect to the words, the writer's words, and make it your own. Because at the end of the day, it always is about making it your own word. It's the writer's world. world. They've created it. But you, as the artist, have to make it sound like you created it.
2: Well, and a lot of times I will watch television shows. I like to watch them with subtitles because I can see the words as they come out. And I can oh. go, oh, that's how Laura Linney, how would I say it? Versus like, how did Laura say it? Or, you know, yes. and, and it's, it's so fascinating to me. And you just learn. I, I think the biggest thing, especially now, and like you said, positive, a lot of people and you see varying things, it's like, well, you don't feel, you don't have to be productive. You don't have to be this. And I say, Mm -hmm. I am the complete opposite. I need a schedule. I need to feel productive. I am not, that's, I mean, there's moments where you relax, but I, I use my Monday through Friday as a work week. Weekends, I chill, but Monday through Friday, I schedule myself. I still work out with my trainer via Zoom because we have a package and I'm trying to also support her. I'm doing things like this. I'm like learning. I built a voiceover booth in this closet because voiceovers now are, everything is changing. There's no studio. So you have to be able to record stuff via. Oh, let me
0: just. So
1: let's talk about that voiceover for a second because guys, Leslie is a voiceover. Can I say what you're the voiceover for?
2: Yeah. CarMax.
1: Okay. For CarMax and she's busy and it's an incredible income. It's an incredible, um, form of expression, voiceover work, and there are voiceovers going on now a lot. So it would move you, everybody, to make that studio, which you're going to tell us how you did that and how, um, uh, and I suggest people trying to get voiceover agents if you haven't already because uh, there's abundance of work in that area. So try to trickle during this hard time to see what is still going on and what you can do. And yes, to stay on a schedule is crucially important so you don't fall into a depression. This is a hard time and you have to keep rising up and creating that energy for the outside world to feel, to help others. When I talked
2: about that, the first part, I was like eating crappy, I was depressed. Then I, I started, I was like, no, I gotta, excuse me, I gotta think of this as a time to, yes, it's not like, look, my mom's in a nursing home. I don't know what's gonna happen with her. Mm -hmm. God willing, she stays safe. There's a lot of things I could go down the rabbit hole and be upset about right now and scared. But why not turn it around and use it as an opportunity to do a lot of different things? And it's not just work, I I FaceTime more friends, I see more people, but also Mm -hmm. using this as a good opportunity to learn. And then I'll just tell you quickly. So CarMax, I've been recording spots for CarMax. When all this happened, they wanted me to record three right before people started really social distancing. Mm-hmm. I recorded three spots in a studio down the street. The last, then a week ago, they were like, we have one more, and they did a social distancing spot. Mm. Stock footage, because they can't shoot any commercials. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. But
2: they pulled stock footage, which you're gonna probably see a lot of people do from you know, any kind of market, pulling footage, putting new voiceover on it to, so that- It's updated. It's updated because what are people doing? They're listening to the radio and they're watching television.
0: Mm-hmm. A ton
2: of so things are changing. I was advised by friends who are big voiceover people and then just normal voiceover people like me to build basically a studio where you everything you can find online. I got a better microphone. I got foam to put in the walls. To really so wait, so just
1: explain that for a second. So, if you were to make it in your closet, what do you buy? What kind of foam? What is it? Tell I us. It.
2: <laughs> I guess it. It. Yes, so that are watching the video will be able to see it. Um,
0: well, we're going to do playback. This so is a, a live
2: because so basically, you see that that's that's oh my black. Um, there's not a light in there now because we're still building it. So, on the door, there's a, yeah. like a panel. And this, I got on Amazon. And um, what is it's it? like, it's, it's suede out here, but it's full of foam and it blocks sound. So this wood, like it bounces sound, this absorbs it. What they're asking is that if you audition for stuff, like for instance, I got a Geico audition the other day, you couldn't audition for it unless you had what's called Source Connect. And Source Connect is, is a, um, is the ability to plug into the client like let's say the clients uh the ad agencies of virginia right mm-hmm. and the engineer is in his house that's working for them source connect they can call in and they can hear you record live in that booth Whoa. Oh. on their end give you notes in real time so that you can actually do a recording session right from here amazing whereas before you'd go to a studio but right. now i need source connect which is getting set up actually tomorrow
1: but what is that is that a is that something you have to buy
2: what is that it's a monthly service and oh. it's basically it's it's a uh, it's like a, but the easiest way i can describe it is it's like this or it's mm-hmm. like FaceTime but a high quality got it upper upper quality version for voice and to be able to telecommunicate with people in different places So they can, they can basically record your voice, mix it and put it on television right from, right from here.
1: Amazing. That's amazing.
2: The technology, I didn't know anything about this technology because unless you're like a big voiceover person who has like a booth in your house, most people don't have that. Now we don't know how long this social distancing is going to last. So all of the industry, these microphones are selling out. The paneling is selling out because all voiceover people are being told you need to get this in. Wow. Your house. Like self tape.
1: What, what, tell us a little. Do you know what that mic is? Can we say that? Do you know the road name of the mic?
2: Road NT1. And road on Amazon. But okay. also, if your listeners uh, want to go to a great resource, Frank Veterosa, and I can send you his link too. He's okay. an engineer, but he made like a whole list of things for actors from very. Not, not expensive, too expensive. Microphones, yes. all kinds of things because everyone's budget is different. I mean, some of the big, big voiceover people bought standalone recording booths that you can buy for like five grand. Not everyone could do that.
0: Right, but, right. You know,
2: the industry is changing. It's the same thing like when we all decided to invest in our self-tapes, right? We had to buy better lighting. We had to figure out the camera. We had to figure out all that. It's the same thing now, but this is even on a bigger thing because you can't even submit auditions without having this capability now.
1: That was so fascinating about voiceover because there's other there's ways, there's just ways, there's things to do. But I do think keeping whatever it is for you that you have to do to keep yourself in that mindset, exercise, anything that eating healthy is so crucial these days because even when you have opportunity and there are still some auditions and you have to be internally in the right place to even get it out there to make people attract to want to have you in their world. And leaders will try to stay
0: positive and you have to.
2: It's hard to look. Everyone has a different economic, uh, financial situation. Exactly. I I highly recommend um, another, there's a girl online, if you listen to her, she's not a coach or anything really. Um, she's just another actor her name is Audrey Moore and she just she has a podcast called Audrey Helps Actors and she as an actor gives other actors um, uh, information like she did a whole podcast about financially how to deal with this as a uh, financially right now if you're struggling as an actor you just lost job or whatever I find her stuff so informative because she comes from also someone who's been around a long time, who's done mm-hmm. the work, who's not famous, but is a working actor. She believes in plugging teachers and coaches and, and all kinds of things. Actually, I believe I mentioned you to her and she thinks you're great. Um, oh, thank you, So
0: appreciate so,
2: it. But she she gives the nuts and bolts. She's That's like- That's
1: great, I'd have to listen to it too.
2: Yeah, she's yeah. just another actress who just has information because she's probably been in LA for also 20 years. Yeah. You know, so, so I've learned a lot also just by, like she made a whole list of podcasts to listen to, like industry podcasts um, from The Hollywood Reporter to this other podcast about writers talking about writing a television show. This is very
1: informational. So we'll, yeah. you know, let's give one, one, um, I mean, you gave some advice, just one positive thing you do on a daily basis that helps lift you up. And everybody should be like my blood type Be positive.
2: Be positive.
1: (laughs) Tell us one thing that you do on a daily basis that lifts you up.
2: Like a thought or an action or a-
1: Action. I think an action, maybe a thought or maybe both. What is it? Is it exercise? Is it yoga?
2: What I know that helps me if I'm consistent, because I don't want to make it seem like I'm perfect. When I move my body every day, I'm in a better place, mentally, mm. physically, I'm in a better place and I'm able to not only show up, but also show up for other people.
1: That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on. Guys, please stay positive, stay courteously aggressive, be you know, as truthful to everybody about your feelings right now. It's really important cry when you gotta cry, laugh when you can laugh and just know that we will Get through it. Yes, we will. We will. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Leslie. Exactly, Love the- you so much. Mwah. Mwah. I didn't touch my hand to my face. Mwah.
2: I did. <laughs> but I washed them before. <laughs>